Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello there, Edwin. Hello there, Andrew. It's Friday. Wrapping up the week. March 25th, the year of our Lord, 2022. Yes, it is. March is really flying by. And it is the year of our Lord. Yes, it is. Yes, the it Lord AD. is. We, we learned last week as we're wrapping up Matthew, and we need to always remember that the central figure in history is Jesus Christ. Amen to that. So I'm I'm all for BC and AD and in the year of our Lord. Absolutely. He is our king. He is. Amen. And if you're in the Tampa area this weekend, we hope that you'll come out and worship with us at Livingston. Go to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org christiansmeethere.org for all of that information. Of course, on Text Talk this week, we have been talking about Galatians chapter 1. And I want to read the last half of it again. All right. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version today, beginning in verse 10. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I'd have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel, For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. If you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it, I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the tradition of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him to the Gentiles... I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles, except James, the Lord's brother. And what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. Something that you're reading there really around verse verse 11 and verse 12. I hadn't really thought about this before, but you know, the other apostles spent some time as disciples that Jesus had called them to come follow him. You know, we we talked about that in Matthew, you know, to come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there was a time when Jesus named from that group of disciples the 12. Um, but, you know, Saul, Paul, he was not a disciple. He was not there. He was not there. And he wasn't taking some time of kind of learning the way of Christ, uh, becoming a Christian and advancing or in Christ or anything like that. He's 100% against Christ, persecuting Christians. Mm. And from that place, uh, he meets the Lord and is called to be an apostle, made an apostle by Jesus Christ. He was in Jerusalem as the church is growing and advancing. And we know that because when the persecution begins, when Stephen is stoned, he is right there. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's guarding the coats. They've laid them at his feet. He is, which means, of course, he is looking on with approval. Absolutely. He's he's excited about this and then he takes up that cause and he wants to he doesn't just want to 
persecute the church there in Jerusalem. But, you know, right. with Stephen, the Christians went everywhere preaching the word, and now he wants to follow them. Yeah, he's chasing it's, them. It's not enough to just kick all these people out of Jerusalem and let's try to squelch it here. We want to make sure that it doesn't go anywhere. We want to follow them around. We want to bring them back here. We want to put them in jail. We want to execute them. We want to get rid of them. That's right. That's, that's Saul. That's who Saul. becomes Paul. Yeah, and uh, you know, just to feel the whole weight of that by the end of that reading that you gave us at the end of the chapter, that the people heard he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. It, it's a wonder, Edwin. What could bring that kind of change and that kind of transformation? That the foremost persecutor of the faith becomes the proclaimer and the preacher of it. Well, what Paul says is, I'll tell you what didn't happen. I didn't sit at the foot of some man. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, Peter didn't pull me aside. James, the brother of the Lord, didn't pull me aside. None of these apostles pulled me aside and and revealed the gospel to me. Rather, I received the gospel as a revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what he says there in verse 12. I did not receive it from any man, mm-hmm. nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. I, I want to talk about that revelation of Jesus Christ here. Let me let me throw this out at you. Now, when I first read this years and years ago, I always read it as the idea that well, Jesus himself revealed the gospel to Paul. So like mm. G- like Paul is in a class with Jesus, oh. and Jesus is giving him the words of the gospel. I have no doubt that there was teaching, and there was doctrine, and there was message that Jesus did reveal to him. But in the context here in Galatians 1, I don't think that's what Paul's actually saying. He's not saying that it was a revelation that Jesus Christ gave him. Because notice what it says just a couple of verses later, verse 15. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. The revelation of Jesus Christ for Paul here is not a revelation which Jesus Christ gave him. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the revelation. On the road to Damascus, Mm, mm -hmm. what was revealed to Paul is the resurrected Jesus Christ. Right, right. What, What Paul saw on the road to Damascus was not some ethereal, mystical vision. It was, here is Jesus, the one who was dead and is now resurrected. Mm -hmm. That is what he saw. Yeah, Uh, that is always a a fascinating reading in Acts chapter 9 when uh, Paul calls him, or I guess Saul at that time, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he he knew he was the Lord. He said, there's, there's something there. And of course, what the Lord tells him is, I want you to go into the city. I've got a man who's going to come to you, and he's going to teach you something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's an interesting deal. But it is the revelation of Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. Yeah. And that that's that's what he's talking about here. He says, I know this gospel, mm-hmm. not because apostles said to me, Jesus rose, not because, but because I saw the yeah. resurrected Savior, and the gospel was revealed to me, and, and he did it like that so that I would go preach him to the Gentiles. And that's what I've done, Galatians. I've come to you, and I have proclaimed to you the gospel that I witnessed, mm-hmm. not the gospel that I was taught, the gospel that I witnessed. Yeah. It was it was 
not from men. It was God himself that gave me this message and, and revealed Jesus to me. And I think witness is a very important word to underscore there. That is one of the unique features of being an apostle, that you are witness to this resurrection. Um, you know, we talking a minute ago that there is a distinction between disciple and apostle. They're not synonymous terms. To be a disciple is to be a follower. People came and, and you know, requested to be disciples. They want to be disciples. But you don't volunteer to be an apostle. The Lord makes you an apostle. And there's the, the idea of like an ambassador and one who speaks on behalf of the king, a, a messenger. But it is an authoritative messenger. Uh, and so we, we don't want to confuse those two things. Paul was neither until the Lord reveals and makes him the apostle, right? Uh, and then he'll be a follower of Jesus as well. One of the apologetic values of this, I, I think about what we said last week in Matthew 28. We pointed out in Matthew 28, as we're looking at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, mm-hmm. that 2,000 years ago, something happened. hmm that took this little backwoods, backwater, small group of people and let them essentially take over the world to to bring about one of the large, the, the, the biggest religion. World okay, religion. World religion at this point. We live in the world where that's what happened. Yeah. And somehow that happened uh, by convincing people that a fellow was resurrected from the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another part of that because... Let's just face it, one of the huge influencers on making this the world religion that it is, is this guy right here, this guy writing this letter to the Galatians, Saul, who went about persecuting the church, wanting to stamp it out and destroy it. But instead of destroying it, he becomes one of its greatest advocates. Right. I think this is another one of those places where we have to say, I'm not allowed to dismiss this. Mm. Uh, You know, folks today, again, they want to act like, well, I mean, I just don't know. I can't say whatever. I'm going to be in this kind of neutral ground. And I think that's one of the things we can't say. Something happened on the road to Damascus. Something happened that took a fellow who was on his way to stamp out Christ church. and, And something shifted in that one trip to turn him into this fella that propagated it, promoted it, preached it, proclaimed it. Mm-hmm. And we got to figure out what that is. And we actually we have to come up with a reasonable explanation. We don't just get to come up with any old explanation. Oh, he had a hallucination. Well, that's ridiculous. People don't hallucinate things that they <clears throat> that they don't uh, believe in that they're not. I mean, look, I get it. Some people have hallucinations that are scary that they don't want to see. Right. But you know, they, what they hallucinate is things that that are already in their head. You don't hallucinate that I believe this guy who's dead is resurrected. Yeah. 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 So it's a ridiculous explanation. I've got to come up with an explanation that actually fits what happened. And and I'll you know I'll be honest with you. I've not studied different uh, skeptics' replies to this to try to explain the transformation in Saul's life, like you know maybe other things. But I do agree with you that it needs to be explained. You know how, how is it that a fellow would throw away everything? And, and that's what comes through in the letters. That's what comes through in this chapter in Galatians particularly in the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul was so forthright about life before Christ and the the good and the bad and the ugly of it and how he, you know, he, he knew who he was before Christ, but that was a persecutor and that was a blasphemer. Well-intentioned though it may be, he was a blasphemer and to renounce all of that. And I guess I'd have to say that if it was 
a, a hallucination that happened on the road, maybe after a period of time, you'd get over that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe after a period of time, that'd kind of wear off and, and you'd go back to uh, other things in other ways. Um, but he never went back to any of that. I, I, so I don't know that people have addressed this as consistently or as pointedly as they have the resurrection, because that is the central point. And so that's the one that gets attacked. Yeah. But, you know, I can think of some people saying about Paul, well, I mean, yeah, you know, we know people start religions today because they want to have money and they want to have followers yeah. and they want to have... well. But notice what Paul even says here in Galatians. He says, look, if I was trying to be a people pleaser, if I just wanted to make people happy, if I just wanted to get followers, I wouldn't be a servant of Jesus yeah. Christ. This is not the thing I would be saying. Well, that's a great point. I, I think about, uh, is it 2 Corinthians 11, where he lists all of the different hardships and persecutions that he suffered. Yeah. There was no comfort in this life. There was no riches. There was no fame. There was no popularity with throwing in and becoming a Christian or even a leader in this moment moment uh, a movement there was none of that to be had and and then there's also the 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 pushback he received from i mean he's dealing with this kind of thing all the yeah. time as he goes in and he starts a church and the people immediately get stripped away so it's not like he was developing this following and then at the end yeah. somebody rose up and killed him yeah. you know like the joseph smith thing right you know here's a guy yeah, that's I know. a great point it wasn't his religion he wasn't preaching polyanity and saying that he's the messiah yeah and he wasn't getting all these followers and having all these people that were giving him money and marrying him and and do, doing the favors until the very end when somebody else came in and yeah. wiped it it was it was this constant suffering all the way along. he could have bailed at any time and he didn't he continued with that and uh, you know he's not it's not like Muhammad having having military success military success military success in order to dominate the world he wasn't doing that he was no, I mean when we look he was at getting this, slung around in different jails and yeah yeah we we have to come up okay so what happened. are the motives what would possess a fellow to do this to throw it all away and to join this other will really lead in this other religion that brings you nothing but pain I tell you something that might have happened that would do this I mean you know one explanation what he saw the resurrected Savior on the road to Damascus. Hang on a second. Are you telling me that he's being honest here? <laughs> and what he wrote is actually a truthful account? I mean, that would explain it. I thought that was the one thing that we're not allowed to say about the Bible, that any of these apostles are honest in telling the truth. Yeah, I, I think that might from be the, the explanation. From the skeptic's perspective, yeah. it's like, well, we have to believe, we have to start from the place of all these guys are stone-cold liars. Yeah, yeah. Or then again, maybe their explanation is the one that says it. Paul says, I'll tell you what changed me. I saw Jesus. There's a lot of power in that. And that's the gospel. In fact, let's go ahead and wrap up. I do want to say, hey, Sunday, we're going to be here. We're going to be worshiping God. We'd love for people to join us. Uh, go to uh, christiansmeethere.org yeah. to learn more about yeah. that. Let's wrap up with a prayer. A great God and Father, Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for a week that we've been able to spend together. Just a little bit of time every day, Lord, reading uh, the scripture, reading this first chapter of Galatians. Thinking through the, the powerful, powerful truth of your gospel, the one gospel, it saves. There are no others. Any pretenders are a curse. They're anathema. To consider the example of Paul and the change that the gospel made in his life, Father, we pray that we might be changed and follow that good example. To understand that Jesus is raised from the dead, the living Lord. We want to serve him. And we look forward to the day that you come. Come, Lord, quickly. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. 
You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.